CSN International presents to every man an answer, the live apologetics program that equips you to give a reason for the hope that lies within you. If you have a Bible question or a question on the Christian faith, you can call us at 1-888-827-5276. Again, that's 1-888-ASK-CSN. Let's get things started. Here's today's host, Mike Kessler. Hi, and welcome to Thursday's edition of To Every Man and Answer. Always glad when you uh, join us as we get together. You know, believe it or not, this is something we really look forward to doing. I always have never, ever gone, oh, man, I got to go do the radio show. No, I always look forward to this because I love spending time with all of you and uh, God's Word, looking at what's going on in the world, and knowing that the only hope for this world is Jesus Christ. And if you've been reading your Bible, sharing your faith, come across a question, maybe you've been concerned about what you see going on in the world, maybe you wonder if what you're hearing in church is even in the Bible at all, call us. That's why we're here, 8888-ASK. CSN's toll-free, and you can be part of the program today. Joining us today, special guest, featured CSN speaker here, Chosen Generation, Morning Times here on CSN, Daryl Skinner from Calvary Chapel, Pearl Harbor, Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome. Aloha, Mike, and aloha to all listeners out there on Trevor Man and Answer. Looking forward to another great program of being able to answer questions and and help people grow in the faith and fall deeper in love with Jesus and know the calling of God in their life and to also contend for the faith with all the various false ideas and, and uh, teachings that are out there today. And also talking about Bible prophecy, so many things to cover all the time about life and love. It's it's just a joy also for myself to be on with you. Uh, I look forward to every Thursday being on. Occasionally it might be twice a week, but it's uh, it's a it's a joy. It's a challenge at times. And it's also a time of just uh, being, you know, being sweet fellowship with the body of Christ. So it's good to be with you today. Amen. And uh, there are so many things going on in the world. Um, you know, it's interesting that with all that's going on in the Ukraine, Russia has pulled mm-hmm. out of the nuclear treaty, which yes. basically they're saying, hey, we're free to nuke you if we want to. Um, and you know, of concern, which I think should concern all of us as Americans, but especially giving all of us Christians kind of a head, a heads up. Um, and, and again, your take on this, but I don't find America, the United States being mentioned in biblical prophecy. The only possibility would be in Ezekiel chapter, uh, 38 where it says the young lions of Tarshish. And many people believe Tarshish was the most outermost part of the Roman Empire, if you will, uh, Tarshish being most likely England. The young lions would be Alaska, or excuse me, uh, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, et cetera, maybe the United States. But uh, we don't really find the United States clearly mentioned. Now, some people say, well, what about that great city that gets destroyed in Revelation where the, the you know, the sailors stand afar off weeping and, and crying because this great city has come to nothing in an hour? Well, is that New York? Well, we don't know. Uh, could be Dubai uh, in the United Arab Emigrants as the United States continues its its insane spending policies, printing money. They have nothing to back it up. Well, we're going broke. And then when you find our real enemies like Russia and all uh, uniting with China against the United States, 
Uh, these are things that I think are really interesting and being were not clearly mentioned in Revelation as an end time player. You know, Daryl, I don't know what what's your take on this, but when you see Russia saying, hey, we're breaking our nuclear treaty with America now over Biden's policies, um, what's your take? I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> when you have yeah. a, a major world superpower nuclear uh, country that says we're breaking our treaty with you, America, what what's your take? You know, as as we look to, to what the Bible the prophetic word says for us. We know there is going to be that Ezekiel war, Ezekiel 38, 39, with Russia, with uh, with uh, Turkey, with Iran, Persia is called in the Old Old Testament, and then of course the Islamic nations, Northern Africa, and so forth. So we we have insight there. Uh, but as you mentioned, Mike, the the young lions it could it be meaning the out outreaches of uh, of uh, Great Britain through its time period, and we have the Americas and so forth. Um, it, that's a, that's a real possibility. Now, what will happen to us? That's uh, in, we're all in God's hands, right? And and when they break that nuclear treaty, uh, you, it's it's something of great great concern. And w- what do we do? Well, I think the main thing for us as Americans, and especially Christians in America, is we continue to pray that there be God's outpouring of His Spirit for the salvation of souls. And we be about, as you always say, Mike, our father's business in soul winning and discipling. This is the highest calling every believer. And I know we, we had a scare here in Hawaii a while back, a few years ago, maybe two to three, I think it is now, where we, they said there's a ballistic missile coming in from North Korea uh, headed to the islands. And, you know, I, re- for I my remember wife, that. Yeah, for my wife and I, and we had already talked to a, a, a rear admiral in the Navy that's a good friend of ours. And he says, look, if a, if a nuclear bomb hits Oahu, just forget it. It's done. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he says it'll, it'll be over real quick. And, and uh, so for us, I just turned to my wife. I said, well, hon, if it's going to hit us, it's going to hit us. I, I don't think North Korea is a very good shot. But if it does hit us, uh, you know, we're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. And there's there's that peace that passes all understanding. At the same time, we recognize that, hey, uh, we we need godly leadership in our country. We need righteous leadership in our country. So there's two things that I see that is most important for every believer. One is uh, we're not going to God's not giving us spirit of fear, but a power and a sound mind, right? And secondly, we're we're to be soul winners and disciples. That's get folks, get yourself to church, invite as many non-believers to church, family, friends, and so forth. Get them going to church. Let's see a great revival in these last days. Because if perchance nuclear, there's going to be a nuclear exchange, uh, let's all be heading to heaven. Cause that's, you know, no matter what, uh, you're either heading to heaven or you're headed to hell. And, Amen. uh, the only way you get to heaven is through Jesus Christ to be born again of the Holy Spirit. And that's it. Outside of that, there's no hope for anybody, but you can die in a car crash. You can die of a heart attack, a brain aneurysm. You can, uh, you know, somebody could shoot you, uh, whatever happens, be ready to go to heaven. Because you know what? We don't know when we're going to die. And that's the most important thing. This world is in God's hands. What's going to happen to it is going to happen to it. It's going to head to the Great Tribulation period. There's going to be the Ezekiel War. All these things will come to pass. And uh, make sure you're headed to heaven. And, you know, like I said, we need good godly leadership in America. And America needs to repent of its sins. 
and we trust in the protective hand of God at that time. Outside of that, well, we're we're you know we're we're like Sodom and Gomorrah right now, and it's yeah. tragic. It's tragic. I'll give back yeah, to you, Mike. It, it's no, it's really interesting and and um, good opportunity to bring people uh, closer to the Lord. The movie coming out, the Jesus yeah. Revolution, released in theaters today. Today, uh, and of course, it's uh, available in uh, Hilo, Hawaii. At the movie houses and uh, throughout uh, all the Hawaiian islands, as well as the United States uh, mainland, we want to just encourage people to consider Jesus in these days that we're in. So important because the only known cure for death. Let's go to the phones. We have Miguel on the line, Kalispell, Montana. Hi. Hey, pastors. How are you guys doing? Good. How may we help? I just... Well, I just, uh, first of all, I, I'm going to want to wrap things up with, I need some prayer for some family, but, uh, no, I was, uh, I was just leaving work and, um, I kind of had a, a revelation. Uh, there's a, there's a documentary talking about, um, the Titanic 25 years after the current status of the boat. And I don't know why it came to me, but I was thinking about the people that were on the Titanic and, True, many of them died, but they, they were all in the same boat. They were all facing the same um, first death, right? And yeah. But not everybody was facing the same second death. And uh, the revelation that I, that I basically had, there are so many people that are just partying still and going, hey, whatever. And they're just, you know, I, I get the comment from friends and family, hey, I just want to live my own life and do what I want to do. And I'm like, well... I, I understand that, you know, I could understand that if it was 50 years ago, but the signs are so evident and I just don't understand how people can't see. Um, I know the enemy has blinded the eyes of, of so many people and their hearts are hardened. And I, I pray for the softening of hearts and, but uh, no, I just, um, I've been a watchman for a long time. Um, even prior to being born again, I was seeing what was going on in the world. And just what really convicted me, uh, pastors, was not you know, the greatness of God or the forgiveness. What really convicted me was just seeing so much evil in the world. I'm like, well, there has to be a God. You know, I mean, the, the satanic stuff and the elites and how they roll. And and so I've just... Uh, um, had so many revelations of truth because when I got saved, you guys, I, I prayed to God for wisdom. I prayed for discernment, knowledge, understanding, and I wanted to know the truth about everything, including my own sinful nature, especially when I read, you know, in the Bible that, uh, let no man deceive you. Well, I'm a man. I could be self-deceived and I don't want that. I want to be honest and not in a, a self-righteous kind of way, but just being real, you know, just seeing my sin for what it is and, and fighting the flesh and the whole business. Well, yeah, you know, um, we're, we're, we're all in this world right now. We, we see that your thoughts. Yeah. You know, as we were just talking about these last days that we're living in, thank goodness the Lord has told us what the last days would be like. Uh, we know, uh, according to the scriptures that it'll be like the days of Noah. It's going to be like Sodom and Gomorrah. We're seeing it all around us. Uh, we see drug cartels throughout the world. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, they would not repent of their sorceries, their drug addictions. Uh, we see the sex trafficking going on. We see, uh, 
the pornography and everything, the perversities of humanity taking place. Um, this world is ripening for judgment. And if you don't want to be in the judgment of the great tribulation period, the judgment of God, the wrath of God that's going to be poured out, then get saved before it's too late for your soul. Because that day is coming. And you can mock and you can laugh and say whatever you want about it. It is coming, and it's coming very soon. It's important for us to realize that our hope is in Jesus Christ. It's his word that gives us the truth. The Bible says that the, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ, not only at his first coming, but also at his second coming. And Jesus fulfilled 456 of those prophecies in his first coming. He's going to fulfill up to a 1,000 in his second coming. The word of God is true. It is accurate. It's not always on our timetable, but it is on God's timetable. But he sure gives us insights on how soon his coming will be in the rapture, then the seven years tribulation, then the second return. Of course, the judgment that takes place in that tribulation period. And remember, Jesus said this. He says, there will be tribulation upon the world of which it has never, ever experienced. And we've seen some pretty heavy judgments of God throughout history. But he says, it'll be something that, that the world has never experienced. In Matthew chapter 24, it's roughly about around verse 15 or so. So it's going to be a, a powerful time. And uh, and so, uh, Mike, I'll give it back to you. Amen. Hope that helps, Miguel. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and honestly, I, I, um, I, I would, if, if I could just ask for some prayer for um, my daughter and uh, my wife, my son, of all people. I prayed for this guy for five years straight. And he finally came to the cross, and he's getting married, and and uh, and I, I hope and pray that he can get married before anything bad, really bad, happens. Um, but I, I just have uh, family and and friends that um, still are just kind of like reluctant, and I I just I just would ask for some prayer for them. Well, let's pray. Let's pray um, right now. Father, we just lift up Miguel's family to you, his daughter especially, that needs to come to you. And Lord, all those listening that have the same heart, same feelings about their family as Miguel does, that you would just reach out. And I believe what we might call these final days. Um, we we know that today is the appointed day of salvation. And uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds, so we need to be about your business while we're here to do your work. And so may you bind Satan from their minds, their eyes, their thoughts, that they would see the great opportunity you offer them, and Father, that you would touch them, reach out to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Miguel, stay online. We'll send you out some books and DVDs that perhaps will minister to your daughter. And if you can get your family to go to the Jesus Revolution in in uh, uh, movie houses across America, uh, a very good presentation of the gospel and um, how important it is in these days that we understand how much God really loves us. Miguel, stay online. We'll get you taken care of. With that, we'll go to Alice in Bighorn, Wyoming. Hi and welcome. Hi, thank you for taking my call. My girlfriend and I, we do a Bible study uh, Thursday afternoons, and the roads are so bad, we did it through FaceTime, and we just had a good time. But anyway, my question is, we had to read Romans 7, 8 through 25, and we kind of understood all that with a little help from the application part in our Bibles. But there's one part we didn't get, and here it is. It's verse 22, for I delight in the law of God. That part we understand. 
But the part we didn't understand was according to the inward man. We didn't understand the inward man. Yeah, that's speaking of the person that's born again, that 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 infilling, that power, that being born again that comes from God. That's the inward man. Now, the outer man, this old shell, it's what sins and and uh, is is aging out, passing away. We're going to get a brand new outer shell one of these days. Uh, in a moment, twinkling of an eye, uh, the Bible says that that uh, uh, we need to put on this this corruption. Speaking of the outer man, needs to put on incorruption, but the inner man. Being born again, Jesus said to Nicodemus, chapter 3, John, marvel not, I say to you, you must be born again. That is addressing the inner man. And that's who, really, deep down, you really are. That's why Jesus said you must be born again, because until you're born again, you're dead. Your life is meaning nothing. You can gain the whole world and lose your own soul. What does it profit a person? So it's. I really believe it's addressing the inner person. Your thoughts, Daryl? Yeah, and you know, I, I, I love that passage, by the way, Alice. It's just a tremendous passage talking about the sinfulness of who we are, the struggle that is there, the battle that takes place, and then the victory that is won. And I just like to complete the chapter where it says uh, in verse uh, 23, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And then he says, oh, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Uh, the wages of sin is death, the Bible declares, right? And then he says, in verse 25, where the victory is found, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And then he goes on to talk about the Spirit and the spiritual victory that we have in Christ how he paid for our sins, and we have everlasting life in him. And, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to know that you're completely forgiven. Past, present, and future sins are completely washed away by the blood atonement of our Lord Jesus Christ. You're no longer found guilty. There's no longer condemnation. doesn't mean we're sinless. We do still sin, but uh, we, we, we don't, we're, we're not losing our salvation. We break our fellowship with God. And he says, as we confess our sins, He's faithful, faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who died not only for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. He is our propitiation. And so uh, this is this is what we call the good news, amen? Uh, it, our Lord loves us. He takes care of us. He delivers us. When you look at the law, the law condemns us. It shows the holiness of God, the sinfulness of man. When you look at Christ... You see the holiness of God and the salvation that he has to offer us so we can get out of that sinful state. Death will no longer reign and rule. The devil cannot rule over us, and we're set free in Christ, and that's where the victory is found. Mike? Amen. I hope that answers it for you. That is wonderful. Thank you. God yeah, bless you. and it makes a delineation between the inward man that's born again and the outward, which is the flesh. And we see that. So sometimes he refers to it as our mind, that inward man. Uh, uh, but the outward is the old flesh that someday we're going to get a brand new one that's not under the curse. Stay in line, Alice. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs. I think you'll really enjoy that. And with that, we'll go to Roger in Minnesota. Hi, and welcome. Hi. Thank you, pastors, for taking my call. 
Um, I got a burden about uh, a couple of things that pop up on Facebook. One is called Follow the Footsteps of Jesus. Another one is Prayer and Faith. And they put posts up like, today is your lucky day. Jesus or God wants to um, bring happiness into your life. Just touch the angel. And they have a picture of an angel or else they say, um, type amen and God is going to bring you uh, good blessings in the next few days. And um, a few of my friends are actually following him. There's one lady in particular. She's an elderly woman and she uh, has uh, some serious heart problems. And uh, they're all putting in amen and all that stuff. And I'm my I guess my question is, what's the best way to uh, um, counteract this? And I, I tried looking one up. Uh, one of them is uh, anchored in New York, New York. But uh, I'd like to find out what their uh, religion is, and or maybe just give the straight gospel and, and explain it. And I was just wondering about what your both of your opinions, please. Yeah, it's kooky stuff. Uh, um, To me, borderline witchcraft. Uh, That, you know, if you click on the angel, you know, (laughs) sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and everything will follow you. This is crazy stuff. We live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, not because of magic, um, you know, Facebook posts and stuff like that. Or forward this on to three more members unless bad things will come to you. I mean, all this kind of crazy stuff. It's all incantations, and I just step away from that. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, and it doesn't come through a Facebook page. What did Christians do a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, before Facebook came along? Did they just not have any blessings by touching the magic angel? No, it's just witchcraft. Your thoughts? Yeah, when you were explaining that, Roger, I thought this was like a a Facebook fortune cookie or something. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of here you go. Here's your fortune cookie for the day in Jesus' name, right? Uh, you know what I, I would just send to, uh, if, if you're able to contact the person, I don't know if you can or not, but, uh, uh, just tell them, put up Bible scriptures, man, like John 316, Romans, uh, you know, 828 and so forth. Put up, put Bible scriptures, the, the beautiful promises of God and his salvation. And that's where faith, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, not by, like Mike just said, the incantations or the, touching of uh, this angel or something like that. It sounds like it's just people who have never been taught the word of God or, or they're just direct deceivers and, and they're just illiterate. And this is what they think Christianity is all about. Like a, like a good luck charm or something like that. So I would try to, if you're able to track it down, just send them scriptures and say, Hey, why don't you post scriptures and go from there? Yeah. I've, I've shared this before, but there was a joke about a, this guy gets on a plane and he ends up sitting next to a minister sitting there reading his Bible. And, uh, you know, he's a hipster. He's got, uh, you know, the long hair, the cross around the neck. He's got this whole, this whole uh, genre going on. And Hey dude, man, what's going on there? What's the book about? Oh, it's about Jesus. Oh yeah. Yeah. I heard about that once upon a time. Well, they take off. They're flying. The, uh, the weather gets very turbulent pretty soon. The, Fasten safety belt light comes on and there the planes bouncing up and down about three foot and the guy gets really worried. And he looks over at the pastor as he's stroking the cross. He says, now, how do you work this thing? Well, that's what a lot of people are looking at. They're looking exactly. at, at the cross as a, as a good luck charm or, you know, stroke the magic angel or some other, you know, thing. These are dangers that we find today because we don't live in superstitions. We live by the authority and the direct 
uh, footsteps of God's placing us where he wants us to be, not based upon magic and incantations and lucky charms and all this kind of stuff. Being about our daddy's business, so important. Roger, I hope that helps. Yeah, it does. Um, I I did. There was a number of times when I'd ask them that, whole, oh, who's your God? This isn't written in Scripture. Who's your God? And it seems like they want to, they always say, well, go to Messenger and uh, our pastor will pray for you, you know, every every time I did that. So they want to get me off the, the, the main part and, and get me into Messenger. So I shut up, I think. So. Uh, well, I, I, I'm all for pastors or anybody, for that matter, every one of us listening to pray for one another. That's biblical. But, you know, you know, puff the magic dragon, stroke the magic angel, <laughs> run, run quickly away. Roger, stay in line. We'll send you out some books, some DVDs, okay? Thank you. Thank you much. God bless you, and thanks so much for the call. Let's go to uh, Joshua, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hi, welcome. Joshua, are you there? Yes, yes sir. Yes, I am. Hi, how may we help? Yeah, I just actually wanted to, uh, you know, um, piggyback off of yesterday's segment and just, uh, first of all, just tell you and, and your co-host, you know, thank you for all the faithful service all the years, um, you know, that you've been serving the Lord. It's it's a blessing on to all of us who get to hear, you know, the wisdom and, and, uh, and providing understanding in the word. So thank you for that. And God uh, is good. So, Amen. And so. Um, you had mentioned on your segment yesterday about revivals and also, you know, about, uh, the, the Holy Spirit and, um, working in his gifts. I just want to say, you know, that, um, here in Las Vegas, you know, God is doing amazing things and all we could do is praise him for that. And, uh, you know, just with the ministry that we're involved in, um, it's about, uh, tent revivals and, you know, we've, We've uh, done three, um, and I and I just uh, I can't thank the Lord enough for, you know, um, the fact that He He just chooses us and you know um, and just being faithful to that calling, and so uh, I just wanted to just bless you guys and and just know that you know uh, God's doing mighty things and um, He's He's doing them here in Las Vegas as well, and uh, we know His Spirit has gone out everywhere and. It's just a matter of those who uh, accept the calling, but um, but we just praise him for, you know, the opportunity he's given. And, you know, um, there's so much more to that, but I just wanted you to know that uh, and, and bless you with that, with uh, what the Lord is doing out here. Wonderful. Well, you know, God is doing great things everywhere. Um, he said he pours spirit upon all flesh, and that qualifies every one of us to be about our daddy's business. Well, Joshua, uh, Daryl, we're coming up on a break. Nobody go away. We'll have more coming up. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, just watching your hard-earned dollars flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare as a new option. It's called MediShare 65+. Plus. And MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills. It really is a community, too. People encourage and pray for each other. 
MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B, and it fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. It's a great way to fight inflation, too. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years, and you can use your Medicare-approved doctor, and you also get telehealth 24-7 service, so you don't have to leave your home for the little stuff. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're easy to talk to. Call 833-90-SHARE. That's 833-90-SHARE. 833-90-SHARE. Does the Bible seem too big, complicated, and overwhelming? There's a free Bible resource that's been around for more than 25 years and is used and trusted by millions worldwide. The Enduring Word Bible Commentary by David Guzik is a clear and simple way for everyday Christians and even seasoned Bible teachers to study God's Word. David's commentary not only breaks down the entire Bible chapter by chapter and verse by verse, it also provides helpful quotes from well-known Bible expositors throughout history. The commentary has also been translated into many languages, including Spanish, Arabic, Chinese, and more. Find the Enduring Word Bible Commentary as well as a free downloadable ebook called The King's Kingdom, a deeper look at the Sermon on the Mount by David Guzik at EnduringWord.com forward slash CSN. That's EnduringWord.com forward slash CSN. Welcome you back to part two of Every Man Answered here on this Thursday afternoon with Daryl Skinner. I'm your host, Mike Kessler, and uh, we were talking with Joshua, just talking about revivals, Las Vegas, and of course, all over. We mentioned it yesterday, how there are, and it seems to be, there are localized revivals in certain areas. Now, what does the Bible say about a great revival uh, right before the rapture of the church. Well, we really don't find that. We find basically, in general, a great falling away. But that doesn't mean there's not going to be absolutely amazing revivals. And I believe this uh, movie, Jesus Revolution, as it was such a time of great outpouring, and I believe a a, a real Christian revival awakening, um, I believe that that could actually splash into today into so many different ways. And so a great uh, opportunity, uh, people that are, Kelsey Grammer is uh, the uh, guy that portrays Chuck Smith, and Kelsey is a born-again Christian, and how God has changed his life. He had a very troubled life, and he came to Christ, Kelsey did, and he said, I wanted to do something that would mean something. Uh, and so, uh, he, uh, took this part as well as, uh, we see the life story of a guy named Greg Laurie and, uh, how he had a troubled childhood. Um, and yet through all of that, God rebuilt him and will rebuild anyone if we'll let him do that. And so, yeah, I believe that there are absolutely local revivals. Uh, it'd be wonderful if there was a great revival. I'm certainly not opposed to that. But, you know, Daryl, I don't really find any super great revival right before the rapture of the church. What do you find? Yeah, I know. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 says there's going to be a, a falling away from the faith, which the falling away speaks of an apostasia. We also see that in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, it speaks of 
the last days church that goes into the tribulation period, which is actually a false church. It's called Laodicea, the church of Laodicea, which Jesus says, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, you make me sick and I will vomit you out of my mouth. And then at the end of the passage, it shows Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door of their heart, I will come into them and sup with them. Jesus has literally been kicked out of the church. And so he's <laughs> knocking on the door of the church. To get back but, in. Yeah. But the church right before that, we read uh, the sixth church is the church of Philadelphia. And that church uh, is going to be kept from the uh, hour of trial that will come upon those who dwell on the earth, which speaks of the great tribulation period. But the question is, why will they be kept from that hour of trial? Because he commends that church in saying, because you've kept my word and have not denied my name, to summarize it, and the perseverance of, of the believers. And that's who we are in these last days as believers in Jesus Christ. We love the word of God. We love to spread the word of God. We love to declare Jesus' name. Amen. We're not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the power of God into salvation. Uh, we love to talk about the cross and the blood. We love to talk about the resurrection. We love to talk about the ascension of Christ. We love to teach from Genesis to Revelation because Jesus taught us to do those things. Remember when he resurrected Mike? He resurrected and, and he, he shared with the disciples from the, from the, from the law of Moses, that is the Torah. And then he shared with them from the Psalms, and he shared with them from the prophets, and and he gives us an example that we're to study the whole Word of God, not only the New Testament, which we should spend a whole lot of time in, but also the whole Bible, because they all bleed Jesus Christ, and it's a beautiful, beautiful love story of God's love for each and every one of us. So we need to spread the gospel. I know that right now in Asbury College, there's a revival going on. I just heard about that's taking place. And I'm glad to hear what's going on in Vegas right now. Maybe Sin City will turn into Salvation City. Amen. So we'll, we'll see what the Lord has. But you know what, folks? We, it's all up to us. The book of Acts is us right now. And, you know, pray for boldness. That's what the early church did. They prayed for boldness, that they would go forth and invite people in to know Jesus and to share his word. You have the truth in you. Declare it because we live in a world of great, great deception. And we have great light within us. And it's a world of darkness. We have great life within us because it's a world, a culture of death. And so we need to uh, tell them about Jesus, God's love, God's light, and God's life. And let's go for God. Mike, give back to you. Amen. And so, Joshua, I hope that helps. And, and again, so important. Um, I, I think a lot of what spawned the Jesus movement, that revival, was you had a generation of the mid-late 60s of what was called latchkey kids. They had come home. The parents were out chasing what we call the American dream, both parents working. Kids come home to an empty house, uh, and they were looking to belong. They didn't care about money. I remember my parents, my dad, we had an old Ford Falcon uh, he bought for a couple hundred bucks. We didn't have the newest stuff, but you know what I had growing up? I had a mom. She was there when we came home from school. And my mom was also a mom for a lot of the other kids that were latchkey kids that would come with me. And and so, you know, we didn't have the newest cars. And you know what I find? I don't care about those things now. I'm glad I had my mom. And see, that's the thing. And my dad, when he would come home from work, the what I'm saying, though, is I think what contributed a lot to the Jesus movement. People wonder what was the key. And I really believe, and having not really read this in anything, this is just something I believe the Lord showed me, was that what the Jesus movement really was is to realize you had a daddy in heaven that loved you. You had a family. 
And that's so important with everybody whose families are so fragmented then and even today, the more so. And so it wasn't really liturgical things that brought us close to God. It was a matter of fact of our Father, which art in heaven. I have a daddy in heaven. And I didn't approach God through rules and regulations and hoop jumping and and long robes and funny, goofy hats and, uh, you know, oh, feeling me bony tummy, all, all that kind of crazy stuff that went on uh, in church and religion. But as a matter of fact, it was a personal relationship with God. And religion just seems to kind of junk it all up. But really what God wanted was simply just that fellowship that was lost in the garden. And being born again gave us back that fellowship and that relationship with our Father in heaven. Not fellowship and relationship with the church and rules and and all the ordinances and all the the the, the hierarchy. But simply just a matter of fact of, hey, I belong to a family now, and Jesus makes, because he's my father, you're my brother, and it changed everything. And I think that's what we need to understand what's needed today. Joshua, I hope that helps. Oh, it, it does. I And I just want you to know, and, and thank you for all, you know, that wisdom. And, and just, uh, you know, the calling is uh, so important to, to catch on to, because, you know, what? What the Lord has in store, of course, we don't we don't know, and that's that's been our life, you know, my brother and I, and and how He's grown this, and you know, just taking two people with no background, and just turning um, turning you know us into uh, you know just basically evangelists, and and that's what we are. We're just out there. We're sharing the gospel, and to your point, you know, with uh, with the times, you know, as you know, you know, because of COVID, um, it has changed drastically so many different things. Yeah, we need to belong. We just simply need to belong. Joshua, I hope that helps. Stay in line and send you out some books. DVDs may help you in your endeavors there in Las Vegas. And uh, if you need us, let us know we're here for you. Let's go to Larry, Dials, Oregon. Hi, welcome. Hello, fellas. Uh, Mike and Daryl, uh, I. I appreciate both of you. I, I get up, Daryl, I get up at 4.30 in the morning to listen to you. I was in Pearl Harbor in 62 on a guided missile cruiser. I didn't have any money, so I didn't get off the ship, but it's a beautiful place. I envy you. But, uh, fellas, uh, I, I really identify with Calvary Chapel's doctrine. I uh, listen to Tony Evans if I stay up that late, but I do get up at 4.30 for Daryl. So I don't. I go to bed early. I'm 80 years old, I, and I appreciate Chuck Smith and uh, Philip DeCourcy, great uh, preacher and teacher, really anointed. And uh, uh, what I had on my mind, uh, Mike, was uh, when you opened up the program, you mentioned, is America mentioned in the Bible? Well, uh, just this afternoon at 2 p.m., I was reading on my own reading, Isaiah, <coughs> excuse me, Isaiah 40:15. It says the nations are as a drop of water in a bucket or uh, as dust on a scale to God. I th- what I think I'm trying to say, uh, Mike, is that uh, for God so loved the world, it's not the world. It's all the people in the world that he wants to come to him. Yes. And uh, I think uh, we get uh, hung up on America uh, being here, and it's so important. Yes, it is important to us. I don't deny that. I'm I'm quite patriotic, but uh, it's the people. 
Do, do you agree with me? It's the people. Absolutely. We Yes, Larry, I do agree with you. And I think that that's important. The reason I I mention uh, America is because of our extreme Judeo-Christian roots that we have or had, maybe I should say. And to see that slip away and be replaced by by atheism, by uh, all these other things, it's a tragedy because a nation that was once built on godly principles, now as it's going the way of the world. It's sad because so many ministries and so many good things, evangelism around the world came out of America, and to see it sliding into the cesspool of humanity is such a tragedy because, again, the Bible says they're in darkness. The world's in darkness. And we think, oh, they're just dark to spiritual things. No, they're dark to everything. They don't know good from evil. They don't know the difference between a boy and a girl. They don't know anything. Darkness, this spiritual darkness that the Bible talks about affects every single aspect of every single person if you're not born again. And so you don't even know what's good anymore. You don't what's don't know what's bad anymore. And you begin to believe the lies of the American news media, our politicians, all this stuff. And you begin to realize how dark that really is. And meaningly, I mean, needlessly, you 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 don't need to be in darkness. Come to the light. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, the Bible says we have fellowship one with another. As America continues to grow darker and darker, we have less and less real fellowship with people. You can't even park your car in a parking lot without getting your catalytic converter stolen. I mean, this is what America is coming to. We don't know what bathrooms to go into. And if you insist that a boy goes into a a boy's bathroom, oh, we're going to sue you. You got all these liberal looney tunes out there and this is what we're we're confronted with but the thing is god loves the nations but the nations do not love god daryl your thoughts yeah i remember years ago back in the late 80s hearing a message by chuck missler we're all familiar with him mike and uh, he gave a message he says you know some people say america's immoral and he says we're not immoral we are amoral we don't even know what morals are anymore. <laughs> Thus, we yes. live the way we do in such depravity and perversity. And and it was a great statement because this is where we're at today across America. We have allowed the public school system to become a place of great depravity and perversity. And and unfortunately, you know, there's there's a lot of good people in the public school system, but this is now it's the whole. It seems like the whole issue is to have this woke system. This cultural uh, cancellation Terrible. system have taking place, yes, and so it's it's uh, it's it's really a, a situation now where we are we are really in the depths of what Jesus said. It'll be like Sodom and Gomorrah. It'll be like the days of Noah. But you know what? The Lord, where sin abounds, the Bible says, "Grace does us more abounds." So we never give up hope. We're always preaching the gospel. We don't know what kind of great awakening there can take place, like. Uh, with this Jesus revolution that we saw in the 70s and so forth. Back then, Mike, you were talking, I was thinking about it. We went through the turbulent 60s, and there was the Vietnam War, and there was the race riots, and there was the uh, the, dr- oh, the drugs everywhere, you know, Haight-Ashbury and all these things. 
and and then there was the love and peace and all the immorality that was going on. But you know what? What what what? It was a false love. It was a false peace, and there was always turmoil. And 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 then people go, is this this is this it? And then all of a sudden, the presentation of the Lord Jesus, who is truly the Prince of Peace, people came to the true agape love of God. And they were being saved by in the droves, you know, coming to Christ, coming to Christ, coming to Christ through that great awakening through Pastor Chuck Smith and so many others. And and still today, we need to be praying, Lord Jesus, pour out your spirit, do a great and mighty work within each and every one of us, that my family, my friends, my coworkers, my, the strangers in my community, whoever they are, that I would be used as a bright light in these last days, and they'd come to great, God's great salvation. That needs to be our prayer in these last days. And and yes, all the nations of the world are going to gather against the Lord Jesus in the Great Tribulation period. So that'll include America. All the nations, it says, if read Psalm 2. All the nations will gather against the Lord Jesus in that time and against God. Mike? Yeah, amen. And, and remember when Jesus was up on the mount and he was being tempted by Satan, Satan said, all the kingdoms of the world are mine and mind to whomever I want to give them to if you'll bow down and worship me. What did Jesus come to do? He came to redeem the kingdoms of the world. But Satan offered him a shortcut just as he offers everybody a shortcut today. Hey, you want to be happy? You want your life to mean something? Take this shortcut. It ain't about God. It's about serving you, baby. And that's the way, that's the way the devil works. But you know, it's so funny, Daryl and, and Larry, you know, as we look, you know, uh, because people were looking for love. They were looking yep. for a family. They were looking to a belong. They were looking for God's anointing is what they were looking for in their life. The Beatles sang a song called Love is All You Need. Love is All You Need. They broke up and sued each other. Well, I don't want their <laughs> kind of love. Yeah. That's phony love. So we want to be about our daddy's business. And uh, again, Larry, you know, there's a lot of nations in the world. Uh, God loves those nations, but unfortunately they, and I'm, Afraid America's falling into that category as well now. Uh, we don't love God. And I believe the judgment, again, when you realize Jesus said, in the days of Noah were so shall the coming of the Son of Man, me, Matthew chapter 24. And when he talked about the, the, um, as in the days of Noah were, I believe that's speaking of globally. I don't believe that's speaking of the nation of Israel or, or the United States. I believe it's a general departure from God's light, which we might even call common sense. Now it doesn't make any sense at all. The decisions, oftentimes we see the courts handing down, we're scratching our head going, where do they come up with this? They got a guy down in Texas right now. They released him on a million dollars bail because he killed somebody that come across the border illegally invading his house and he killed him. Instead of them going, oh, well, you know, no, they arrested him. And he's this poor farmer is out on a million dollars bail um, because the government won't do their job. No, they want to take away the gas oven in your home. Uh, they want to tell you you can't drive a pickup instead of patrolling the borders. And then the poor American citizens have to defend their homes. And then they get then they're arrested. This is the insanity of what's going on. What is good is evil, and what is evil is good. I marks of the last days. Larry, hope that helps. Amen, brothers. I got things on my mind, but like it's like an act of God. Look what's happening in Syria. Uh, oh, Syria man. is not happy with, with uh, Jerusalem or Israel, so an act of God. I really see an act of God going on with Syria and Turkey. 
You know, God, God, God is, God is not mocked. We know that. I, no. I, I, I carry Christian signs in front of the Dallas Post Office most days of the week, and one of them that I have is kind of political. It says "USA ruined by homo les, lesbo politicians," and it's just the way it is. I could go on and on, but I want to make room for for another caller. God bless you, brothers. You're doing a Blessings great work. To you, Love Larry. you, Hey, God stay on line. Uh, stay in line, Larry. We'll send you out some books, DVDs, the movie Jesus. Uh, use them for evangelism. Let's go to uh, Andrea in St. George, Utah. Hi, welcome. Hi. Um, I have a, a question um, about my son. He um, invited some friends to go to the youth group with him at the non-denominational church. And um, they were Christian friends, but they're here planting a church for the Orthodox Church. And so mm-hmm. she was, the mom contacted me and said that they can't go to a Protestant church. And I don't, I looked at their website and it doesn't seem that they have any biblical differences. So I'm curious as to if you guys know the difference between Orthodox Christianity and non-denominational Christianity. Well, there's a lot of different orthodoxies that are out there. Um, there's Greek Orthodox. There's there's many different fragmentations of that. I don't know which one in particular you're speaking of. Uh, do you know? I I don't actually. I went on their website and it just says that 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 Jesus is the head of their church and that they've been keeping the apostles all the way through the years and that. Yeah. Well, there, that might be a little bit of a danger, because here, here's the problem. Uh, to be a real apostle, one of the 12, you had to be an eyewitness of Jesus Christ. Uh, you have people running around in these different churches, they saying they're an apostle, again, with a capital A. No, God put in the church apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, etc. cetera. Uh, everything's based upon Jesus and the foundation of the apostles that we have, the twelve. I do not believe there is any modern-day, capital-A, apostles running around. Now, the word apostle means sent one. Do I believe little-A apostles that are sent out? Absolutely. We know that. That's what an evangelist is. That's what a missionary is. But to say that what they are saying, capital-A apostle, uh, carries as much weight as what Peter or John, or for that matter, even Jesus Christ would say, I completely, totally, reject that your thoughts yeah i think i think one thing is to discover what type of orthodox church it is i know i had some friends that uh, started coming to our church uh they became friends uh, as i got to know them and one of them was uh, greek he was from the greek he grew up in a greek orthodox church and he really upset his parents that he was attending uh, another church and because they feel like you you know you you're breaking tradition you need to stay, stay in the Greek Orthodox Church and so forth. So sometimes people have this familiar type uh, thing going on with their church, and they feel like if you go someplace else, you're going to go to a false church or something like that. But I think probably because uh, there's a lot of different uh, orthodoxies that are out there, and so uh, just discovering what they really believe. But it's uh, if, if I understood you correctly, Andrea, they they were saying that uh, uh, you're you. you someone couldn't go to that church is that what it was uh, or is that what you said andrea that their their kids can't go to our church cuz it's protestant i looked it up it's patriarch of antioch 
Well, let me, let me tell you, like, like some of the Orthodox churches, yeah. they're just like the Catholic Church, except they have a different pope. And there's always a danger with that, this hierarchy that has been established. Jesus is our hierarchy. There's only one mediator between God and man, and that's Christ Jesus. It's not an elder, bishop, pastor, whatever. It's Jesus Christ. And so this is where sometimes we run into problems. And what they do is they bring in all this gobbledygook, uh, all these rules, regulations, funny hats, robes, all this kind of stuff. None of that has anything to do with spirituality. Nothing. It's for show. Jesus is why we go to heaven. It's in whom we serve. And again, not because of rules, regulations. He is our fulfillment of the righteous requirements of the law. Andrea, I hope that helps. Yeah, and it does. So, all right. Well, dear, stay on the line. We'll send you out some books and DVDs. And again, you might do a little more research. We're here for you. Just call us back, okay? Okay, thank you. God bless you, dear. Thanks so much for the call. Stay in line. We'll get those uh, books, DVDs, and movie Jesus out to you. Let's go to Sydney, Texas. Hi, and welcome. Hello. Hi, Sydney. Hi. I wanted to know how it's gone made. God has always been. Hey, you know what? There's a rumor that tomorrow is your birthday. Uh-huh. Well, happy birthday. We want to say happy birthday to you, Sydney. And I'm going to send you some movies and some DVDs and all those kinds of things that you can watch with your friends, okay? Thank you. Yeah, now listen, God has always been. He's Alpha and Omega. This is what it says in Revelation chapter 1, also in Revelation chapter 22. He's the beginning and the end. God doesn't live in time like we live. Everything I know, even you, tomorrow you're going to be what? How old? Eight? Yes. Wow. Well, I was eight years old a long, long time ago. So was Daryl. <laughs> yeah, and, and, um, uh, and, and I just want you to know that, that God really, really loves you Amen. and that God does not live in time like we live. God is ageless. And someday when we get our brand new bodies, we're not going to be eight years old anymore or 50 years old or 70 year old. We're going to be endless and timeless like God because we'll, we'll be in a new body with him forever as his bride. And so that's what we look forward to. Daryl, what would you say to the birthday boy? <laughs> well, Sydney, you know what? Uh, you're, uh, when you look at God, Jesus said you have to worship God in spirit and truth. God is spirit. He's always existed. He's, he's forever and ever. He's not, uh, he doesn't live in that physical sense that we know and understand and with time and, and getting older and then dying. He is forever young. He's forever fresh. He's, he's eternal. And he offers all who believe in his son, Jesus Christ, everlasting life. And so we all look forward to that. It's going to be a great time together. So God bless you, Sydney. Keep going for God. Happy birthday, Sydney. Stay in line. We'll send you out some books and DVDs, the movie Jesus. You can watch with your friends. Happy birthday, buddy. For Debbie, Clint, and Stephen, listen. 
calls back. We'll put you on first thing tomorrow. Once again, want to remind you that Ryan Reese will be at the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho, this Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and 1030 on CSN Radio Network. Thanks, Daryl, for being on. about this ministry or to receive a copy of today's program, please call 1-800-357-4226 or write us to Every Man and Answer, P.O. Box 391, Twin Falls, Idaho, 83303. That toll-free number is 1-800-357-4226. Subscribe to the free podcast on iTunes by searching for To Every Man and Answer in the iTunes store or visit us online at csnradio.com slash T-E-M-A. To Every Man and Answer is a production of CSN International, the Christian Satellite Network. The opinions expressed by our guests may or may not be those of CSN International or of this station. 